the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to your Vibrant Life podcast. Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite mindset hacks to lead an empowered life. It's honestly a really simple shift that's easy to overlook, and it's quite possibly one of the most liberating mindset strategies I teach our clients at Health Pillars. So how many of you guys have played the blame game before? I know that I have in my life many times over and over again, blamed my siblings, blamed my parents, blamed my partner. How many of you have uttered the words, it's all your fault? How many of you guys have said that? And honestly, you know what, if you're in your car or you're walking on the treadmill, give yourself a silent head nod, just acknowledge you know, that this is something that we all do. Every single one of us is guilty of placing blame on other people in our lives. Maybe it's not even a person that you've blamed before or that you're currently blaming for where you are. Perhaps it is a situation or an event or an environment. For example, there is a global pandemic going on. And I have heard so many times in client application forms that, you know, COVID, my gym closed. And so because of COVID, I gained 20 pounds. And my response to that, you know, in my head is, was it really COVID's fault that you gained 20 pounds? Of course, COVID exists. And yes, the gyms did close down temporarily, but it's the fact that you didn't take responsibility for moving your body daily and for the foods that were going into your body when you were off work and not on a regular schedule. That's the reason that you gained 20 pounds. And so we are all guilty of placing blame on other people or events in our lives at some point in time. And maybe you're doing it right now. Maybe you already did it today and it's okay. So I know you guys, and I want to make this a little bit personal so you guys can kind of understand where I'm coming from because I'm a human too. And I make these same patterns. Like I repeat these same patterns that you do over and over. And it's about breaking the loop, you know, breaking these patterns to give ourselves the opportunity to learn and to liberate ourselves from, you know, some of the behaviors that are not serving us. So I've blamed my boyfriend numerous times for feeling lonely, isolated, and distanced from my friends and family because I quote unquote moved for him. So just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory before I moved to Whitehorse, which is where I'm currently living in the Yukon. I was moving in Kamloops. So I worked at Gold's Gym and I also worked at a couple of different yoga studios. And so I was a full-time personal trainer, yoga instructor, and nutrition coach. And when, you know, COVID closed the doors of the gyms and studios, I started moving my business as a coach online. And as I progressed and as the business grew, I became more and more confident that I could, you know, do this job from anywhere. And my boyfriend is a pilot. At the time, 
when, you know, the doors of the gyms and studios closed for the first wave of the pandemic in early 2022, my boyfriend had just started school to be a helicopter pilot. And I knew that it was in the cards for us to be transient, to move a lot in the first few years of his career. It's really tough getting into the industry and often you have to work and live in remote locations. And so anyways, fast forward a few months and he finished his school and the best opportunity for him was going to actually be in Whistler. So he kind of had, you know, a foot in the door and a friend in Whistler who was working for black home helicopters. And, you know, we kind of chatted back and forth and he decided that the best opportunity for him was there. And due to, you know, the pandemic, a lot of businesses in tourism and, you know, a lot of flying is supported by tourism. were laying off low time pilots and, and laying off ground crew. So kind of a tough go for him getting started. Anyways, we moved to Pemberton together and it was shortly after we moved to Pemberton, you know, five or six months, we'd been living there when he had a job offer and he had a job offer in both locations as ground crew. He got offered a position in Whistler. He also got offered a position working up in, it was actually not in Whitehorse, it was actually in Yellowknife at the time. Anyways. And so over this period of time, you know, we've been together for just over three years. And in that time, I've now moved twice to be where he is. And so there's been times where I feel disconnected, you know, moved away from my friends and family, moved away from my gym, moved away from my support systems, from my community in the health and wellness industry, from all the people that I knew, the naturopaths, you know, the other nutritionists, the other personal trainers, the people who I, you know, leaned into for support. It felt like all of that was ripped away. And this was a huge source of our arguments, you know, for the first few months of us moving into both cities. And I'll be completely honest, like this is very recent to me. So I would say things like, well, it's your fault that, you know, I feel alone. Cause he'd asked me how I'm feeling. He's like, how are you doing? Cause he's away on a job and, and not in town and I'm by myself. Oh, well, you know, I feel pretty isolated. I feel pretty lonely. You know, it's not very much fun. I don't know anybody. And he would know why don't you go, why don't you go out and meet people? And I, you know, made excuses. Well, COVID, nobody's really hanging out at bars or doing things. Everyone doesn't make eye contact and wears a mask at the gym, et cetera. And, you know, I heard myself saying these excuses out loud and he said, well, why don't you have a virtual date with one of your friends back home, have a glass of wine with one of your, your girlfriends. And I would get frustrated and say, I will, I spend my whole day on my computer. I move my job online, my business online so that I could go where you go and I could travel where you are. And now I feel isolated and I have no friends because I work from home. And so we would go in this vicious cycle of me blaming him for where we are. And the only outcome, you guys, of that argument was a dial tone. One of us getting frustrated enough to hang up the phone. Or if it was at home, one of us getting frustrated enough to walk away and close the door. So the only outcome of placing blame on somebody else is leaving both parties feeling ashamed, frustrated, upset, angry. The list of emotions is endless. Now, the reason I'm talking to you guys about this is because I want you to understand that it's something that I'm really working hard on implementing in my own life. And I do think that an external locus of control, which is what I'm talking about when we place blame on external circumstances or people, that's a learned behavior. You know, we learn that from the people around us, whether it's our parents or siblings, we learned to place blame, to direct the spotlight away from ourselves, 
so that we don't have to take responsibility. It's a lot easier to say, well, it's your fault. So I don't have to do anything about this, right? Now let's go through examples of how this would relate to your health and fitness journey. And I'm talking about health and fitness here, but we do know that these foundations of health, the foundations that we work on in health pillars, these don't just support weight loss and gut health and healthy hormones. These pillars are supporting your life. They're supporting your relationships. They're supporting your career. And I can honestly tell you that shifting to an internal locus of control has really allowed me to develop a healthier relationship with my partner because it allows us to have an open discussion about how we're feeling without getting angry towards each other. Because the conversation goes from it's I'm lonely, it's your fault to I'm feeling a little bit isolated. I haven't made the time to meet new people in the community. That's how the conversation goes. And then the conversation turns into, oh, okay, well, how could you meet more people? Would you like to join a sports team? Have you tried joining a Facebook community that gets out hiking? And that conversation is very productive. So let's go into a few examples that are more like health or fitness related. So you guys give yourself, again, give yourself a silent head nod if this sounds familiar. It's COVID's fault. How many of you guys have said that? It's COVID's fault. And you know what? I'm going to say that there is a lot, a lot of collateral damage and direct damage from COVID and its sweep over the globe. However, it's COVID's fault that I gained 20 pounds. How many of you guys have blamed COVID for weight gain over the last two years? How about this one? It's my boyfriend's fault that I can't stick to my diet because he always eats pizza and drinks beer on the weekends. It's always my boyfriend's fault that I can't stick to my diet because he always wants to go out and get pizza and drink beer. Okay, next one. Does this sound familiar? You make me feel. I'm gonna repeat that. You make me feel. I've said this so many times in my life to my parents, to my siblings, to people who I care about around me. And the only thing that this does is hurt. It hurts you. You make me angry. All this does is makes you feel like a victim. And we're going to talk about how to overcome this. Okay. Here's another one. And this one I hear all the time. Oh, you know, it just runs in the family. I'm like, what? Being overweight runs in your family. So that is your cop out for deciding that you're not going to work on your health or fitness, or that you're not going to work on losing weight because you think it'll be hard because you're genetically predisposed to weight gain. So I have bad genes. That's another one. Now there's multiple, there's many, there's going to be millions of different examples of placing blame. I'm going to call an external locus of control. So this position of placing blame on external people or events leaves us feeling like a victim in our lives. It leaves us feeling powerless. It leaves us feeling shitty, to be honest. And I want to share just this simple mindset hack to help you guys feel more empowered. As I mentioned before, as an added bonus, it's also going to improve your relationship with the people around you, whether it's a business partner, a relationship, your kids, your parents, being able to take responsibility for your actions and choices and words and outcomes in your life you know, liberate so much tension between you and the world around you. Let's talk a little bit about how this gives you the opportunity to feel happier. At first, it might kind of seem like a bit backwards, right? Well, if it's my fault, then how would that possibly make me feel happier? Let's talk about it. The concept of locus of control, you guys, is pretty simple. Our lives are full of actions and reactions or actions and outcomes, however you want to look at it. Each of us are going to assign a certain locus of control over these outcomes, either externally or internally. So with an external locus of control, you believe that your behavior is guided by fate, luck, or other external circumstances, and you're going to feel like a victim or a pawn in the game of life. 
with an internal locus of control, you believe that your behavior is guided by your personal decisions and efforts. You are the one moving the chess pieces in the game of life. So that's the difference between external and internal locus of control. Now let's take this back to myself and my partner and and talk a little bit about how shifting to an internal locus of control helped me to feel happier. So as soon as I take the words and shift them to say, I chose to move twice instead of he made me move twice or I moved for him, I all of a sudden feel like these moves were a part of something that I wanted to be in. It makes it feel like I'm a part of something bigger. I chose to move. I chose to support my partner in his career. I chose to be with my partner because I love him to the end of the earth. And I am going to choose to make an effort to make new connections and become a part of the community wherever we go. Now, those choices that I make allow me to feel happier, lighter, and at ease in the situation. Now, let's see how that would work with a health or fitness journey. So for example, if let's use the example of it's COVID's fault that I gained 20 pounds over the last two years. Okay. So COVID has made it very hard for me to stick to my fitness habits because the gyms are closed. I choose to learn how to exercise at home and I choose to get outside to do my cardio. It's COVID's fault that I ate a bunch of garbage food because I was stuck inside and bored out of my mind. I choose to work on acquiring the knowledge I need to maintain my body weight when I'm less active, right? You have to make those choices. You know, what about the example of it's my boyfriend's fault or my girlfriend's fault? I can't stick to my diet because she always wants to go out on the weekend, get pizza and drink margaritas, whatever it is. Shifting this to my partner enjoys beer on the weekends. I participate when I feel like it. And then when you go out, you can decide if you want to have a beer, you want to have a water, or that gives you the opportunity to also say to your partner, Hey, you know what? Going out on the weekend and drinking beer every weekend, not only is putting a hole in my pocket in terms of my finances, but it's also negatively impacting my health. I never feel good on the weekends. And I would really, really like to start to work on this together. It opens the door for tough conversations and for what Brene Brown, if you guys are any fans of Brene Brown, I love listening to her, but she calls it rumbling. You know, when you really talk about how you feel and talk about those tough conversations, and this kind of leads right into the next one of letting people control how you feel. You make me feel this statement alone gives power to every single person around you for how you're going to feel that day. It's a very disempowering way to live. It's a victim mentality. And anytime someone triggers you, you will place the blame on them and not take responsibility for how you're feeling. That feeling is not going to dissolve or magically disappear. You're going to carry it around with you in your shoulders, in your gut, throughout your body. You're going to hold on to those heavy emotions that drag you down rather than making the choice of saying, I feel angry. It's that simple. It's not you make me. It's just take the make me out and just say, you feel, I feel angry. You know what? If someone says something to you that's extremely rude, you can say, you know what? I feel really frustrated with that comment because I feel like it's demoralizing and I don't really appreciate the way that you're communicating with me. And you know what? It can feel a bit awkward at first to actually talk about how you are feeling instead of just throwing the blame at somebody else. And even myself, like it can take a minute. Like sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, okay, what do I actually want to say and project in this conversation? How can I add value to this conversation rather than just throw blame around the room? So in adding value to a conversation, taking that internal locus of control and saying, you know what? I'm triggered. I'm triggered by what you said. You know, you're triggering emotions in me and you don't have to say the word trigger, right? We're just using that as like, you know, kind of a base word to help us understand the feeling. So 
I'm triggered by whatever that person said or did or the event or the social media post or the news broadcast. I'm triggered by that. And I feel this way. Now you have the opportunity to work through that emotion. And that allows you to work through emotions instead of holding onto them and to have a better understanding and self-awareness of some of the triggers that you have, because you know what, there's a learned behaviors and we develop our subconscious from the age of zero to six. And so as we progress through life, there are some triggers that we may have that are really not serving us some patterns, like mental thought patterns that really are not serving in any kind of like constructive or productive manner. So let's kind of talk like regroup here and talk a little bit more about choosing the internal locus of control. So shifting yourself into a place where you feel empowered by your choices and you can take pride in your actions. And just knowing that it's taking full responsibility without placing blame on yourself. So you're not looking to yourself and saying, oh, it's my fault that I have trauma. So I feel triggered when you know I see a post about that. It's not saying that it's my fault that you know I get upset when you say rude things to me. You are not placing the blame on yourself. You're simply taking responsibility for the actions and outcomes of what comes next, right? So it's the responsibility in your life that allows you to feel happier, more in control and liberated. One more thing here, you guys, is responsibility for learning from the outcomes. And so I think part of a locus of control, you know, I can kind of connect this to conversation about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And, you know, I should do a podcast episode on that. I definitely will. But, you know, a fixed mindset says that, you know, I'm born with my talent and, you know, some people are just born with luck and and talent and all these things. And I'm limited to what I was born with versus the growth mindset that says, you know, I can learn, I can practice. If that person can do what I can do too. I think these things can be connected in a way because when we have a negative outcome, the fixed mindset will likely place blame on an external circumstance. Whereas the growth mindset is going to see it as an opportunity to learn from that outcome and better the chances in the future of it either not happening again or happening in a different way. Does that make sense? I think next episode, you guys, I I had a bit of a plan here, but I think the next episode we're going to go into is definitely talking about a fixed versus a growth mindset. It's another really awesome mindset hack for leading an empowered life. And I would love to be able to share that with you guys. I think it would be really beneficial. I know that, you know, overcoming a fixed mindset and developing a growth mindset has been like monumental on my own journey from being a fitness coach and in-person trainer to running my own business and basically being the CEO of my own company. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I really do appreciate your ears and your time. I know how valuable time is in today's society. I hope that this podcast has inspired you to shift your locus of control inwards and to lead a more empowered life. Peace, love, and protein, you guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to your Vibrant Life podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life.
the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.